This is Talking Small Business with Kat Schmoyer and Megan Martin, a podcast for creatives who like to keep it real about what it actually takes to grow an online business. We're competitors turned biz besties who chat daily, and now we're bringing you into the conversation. Hey, y'all. We are back with another episode of Talking Small Business. And this one feels a little closer to home for me since we're talking specifically about Creative at Heart Round 10. If you're a new listener and unfamiliar with my background, I host a conference called Creative at Heart. And we recently got to have our 10th round postponed in 2020 because of all the 2020 things, but it was back 2021 and uh, still feels a little surreal that we actually got to have it. So Megan and I thought it would be fun to do a little BTS. Megan was there naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, we just thought we would talk a little bit about behind the scenes of hosting the conference and um, give you all a little more details about what it has looked like in the last few months leading up to round 10. Round 10 was so much fun. I loved it. And I've been to, thankfully, I have been invited to, what was that, my fifth time at Creative at Heart. I think so, right? I think so. Um, I was trying to remember. Math is hard, but I'm pretty sure it was. (laughs) Yeah. Math is hard, especially when you have children screaming in the background (laughs) like they are now. Um, Yeah. So it was my fifth time. And I feel like every time has been different. I'm sure it's been different for you in different ways. Um, Round 10 was smaller in the sense that, you know, it had to be because of the 2020 things, you know, the pandemic, it had to be smaller. And I honestly thought it was a great group of people and the smaller atmosphere didn't change the value of creative at heart for me. And I feel like almost it actually, some attendees really liked the fact that it was smaller so that they could actually connect with more people. Yeah, I was nervous. I was really nervous about this size. It was literally half the size of 2019. So in 2019, we had 180 people in the main room. Like that was how many we planned for in terms of our swag and our food and rentals and all the things. So 180 was like stuck in my brain. And for this one, we planned for 90 total. Um, So it's still a bit like, so when we say small, like 90 people is still like a hefty amount of people in a space. Um, But as, as like the host, I was a little bit nervous about what that would be like and feel like. Um, but I was also like really pleasantly surprised. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I actually got to talk to every single person there, or at least it felt like, you know, I was really getting to have conversations and make connections with more people. Um, and from an attendee perspective, it was almost a one-to-one ratio of in-person attendees to in-person educators, which is really cool for the attendees to have that. Yeah. Such a huge value. I know for me personally, like there were moments the entire time that I was at the conference that I was connecting with attendees and able to talk to them and hear about their businesses. And I feel like that is such a huge value for someone who's going to a conference. I've never been to one of these. Like, Actually, I lie. I have been to one. I've been to one conference where it's like 2000 people in attendance, including educators and It's wild to think about 2000 people in one space with one similar mindset and one similar goal, right? So wild, so crazy that people are able to draw that kind of crowd. But at the same time, I felt like a sea, like one in a sea of a million, like, and I didn't, I will tell you at that conference I went to like that, I didn't speak to one other person. 
it's really overwhelming. It's, it's a, that's, I've never been to one that big. I can't imagine going to one that big. And like, logistically, I cannot imagine. Hosting. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, 2000 swag bags. What does that even look like? I know. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. That's, yeah. I mean, good for them. That is that's yeah. an incredible number. Right. But yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot. But that's so, why I love creative at heart. Cause it is that smaller, yeah. like intimate environment and round 10 definitely had that. So what are you about to say? I was going to say, I feel like the virtual aspect of the conference, Ooh. like we have to talk about that in this conversation. Um, so y'all, we did a virtual ticket for the conference. And so, okay. A couple of, a couple of my like pros and cons to virtual, we're just, we're getting real. This is behind the scenes. <laughs> this is how Kat really felt about it. All right. I was really excited because of everything that happened in 2020 and with the pandemic and with some creatives I knew did not feel comfortable attending something in person. So we absolutely wanted to be able to offer a virtual option. Um, so I was excited about that part of it. Like, yes, let's open this door. Let's have a virtual option. I was also really glad that we hired our videographer. So we've had the same videographer since round one, but we like added onto our package. We were like, Ty, we cannot do this without you. You were in charge of like all the virtual things. Cause that was not something I wanted to DIY. Like I I was really nervous. So the con for me was that nervousness was this like, oh my gosh, Wi-Fi, Ethernet cables, Zoom calls. Megan ended up, bless her sweet soul. She was <laughs> our like virtual concierge and she sat back there. And we I wish this was like a video and we could show you all the pictures. She looked like she was gaming, like in the back. It was this like monstrosity, <laughs> this like massive computer in the back. She's like staring up at the screen. Like it was like three times the size of her head. It was massive. <laughs> I think it was um, bigger than that. <laughs> it was so big. It was like a little widescreen TV or something. It was crazy. Yes. Um, but there's, you know, that part of it is we have to have like all of the tech needed. And I don't know about y'all, but like tech is really scary to me. Like I don't feel like a tech savvy person. And so to add this other element of planning from like a host perspective, I was really, really nervous. And I did didn't necessarily realize how nervous I was until literally the day before when like Ty's there with all of his equipment and he's getting set up and we're testing. And I was like, I think I'm going to vomit. Like I'm literally <laughs> so scared. And I just had so many butterflies and I was so worried about that whole part of it. Praise the Lord. It went well. Um, and I mean, I'm really proud of like our team. I'm so proud of Megan for like sitting back there, but I mean, and Megan, tell me, like, tell us, I guess, more thoughts on how you felt like with the virtual attendees and with what we did for the virtual ticket. Yeah, I will. I'm going to be straight up with you. I was nervous as well about the virtual. I wasn't nervous about my role in. So essentially just to like give clarification. So the virtual attendees got to see the keynote sessions live in real time. And so I was sitting back there, like very last row in front of this like 35 inch computer screen, making sure that they could hear the, the keynotes, they could see them. I was chatting with them the whole time. So I wasn't necessarily so much afraid of like my role in that, but more that I wanted to make sure that if I was sitting in that seat, that I was going to make sure that those attendees felt like they were in this experience. And that was what I was nervous for, for you as the host was, how are you going to make sure that these attendees feel like they are actually a part of this experience and not just like watching a recording that is just 
a recording they could listen to. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, totally. So I feel like, like I said, the whole time I felt like I was being super distracting to anybody in that room because Ty's keyboard was so ridiculously loud. You know, like there's just some <laughs> keyboards that are like, gah, 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 gah. like, that's what I felt like. But um, they were there and they were engaged like the whole time. And it was really fun because I got to actually like chat with them during these live sessions. And I felt like it really did add to the experience for them to be able to talk to someone back there. And I felt like you did a really good job of constantly um, including them. Like when you were up there and seeing, you were always including the virtual friends, like, Hey, how are you doing? Or checking in to make sure that they were well taken care of. And I think if you're listening and you're thinking about hosting some sort of event where it's going to have this like dual concept of in-person and virtual, you really do need to think strategically about how you are incorporating the virtual attendees so they don't feel like they're just left out or they're like your afterthought. I feel like you did a really good job of making sure from the get-go that they were priority as much as the in-person people were priority. Thank you. Well, it was really helpful for me. I, the, Megan sat back there because I, in my panic moments was like, Megan, I need somebody back. This was like, I guess like about a month prior. And I'd asked a few people and it's scheduling issues. Like I couldn't get, I wanted like a virtual concierge. I wanted, I knew Ty was handling the back end in terms of how we were hardwiring in and like getting the live stream to happen. But I knew that he couldn't sit at that computer during every single keynote. He needed to be mobile and move moving things around with the other cameras. And so I wanted somebody to sit there and to be able to love and serve them. So like, thankfully I've got friends in high places. And Megan was like, I'll sit there. <laughs> I loved um, it. And it was really helpful. And it didn't ruin our friendship. Like we're still really good friends. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I was nervous at one point. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to mess up. This is going to ruin our friendship. <laughs> you had like your workflow beside you, your checklist of like, I did. Because there was like, y'all, like I had, I wore a mic. The educators wore a mic and then we had to have mics for the audio, but then also mics for the speakers in the session. There was multiple mics. It was, there was a lot, there was a lot of things. So the tech size, goodness, we're grateful for the experts. Um, I feel like something else I wanted to bring up, just whether this is somebody who's just curious about the conference or someone who's thinking about having like their own event too, something that was a pain point for me this round. And so this was our 10th. So I feel like, you know, I've done it a few times. I, I have my workflows. I know what I'm doing and, and what I like to do and how I like to, you know, run the ship and all of that. Um, but this year in particular, a pain point for me was um, not having my assistant. Um, my assistant, Emily, has been a part of the conference for several conferences now and is just so incredible and so intentional with her role. And um, she's on maternity leave right now. And so we stopped working together several months prior to the conference because of that. And I'm so glad she's like getting to take that time. Um, but I drastically underestimated what she did for me. Uh, like, I always knew she was wonderful, but then you're like in the thick of it a month before the conference. And I'm texting her like, you are incredible. I miss you. Like, oh, um, because it was just a lot more on me, I felt like. And so that was just a really interesting thing to walk through the conference of not having her and feeling like I didn't necessarily have like a true right-hand woman to like pass off certain things to. Now, granted, again, like friends in high places, Megan was able to step in with like virtual attendees. We have an awesome alumni volunteer team that we put together for every conference. 
So I don't want this to sound like I was literally doing every single thing. Like that is not true. We absolutely like leaned into friends, but I didn't have like that one girl, you know, or that one person like right by my side. And so it was a big learning experience for me of like how much I value her and her role and her as a person, but also like what I need at a conference. And so for anyone else, like thinking of hosting any sort of event, whether it's like a super small, like 10 person retreat or like a 100 plus person conference, I think having a right-hand person is really helpful. You need somebody to just help you when you're like, if I'm in a conversation with someone, you know, and I don't want to stop this like heartfelt conversation, but, oh, I got a task list. I got a timeline. I got to go run off. Like that's where it would have been nice to have that person. I could really fall back and like lean into. Yeah. So one thing I remember you talking about also is that as a conference host, it's hard for you to MC a conference. So hard. And yes. also run a conference. And this time you did have to MC. Yes. Cause um, my, our MC girl also was on maturity. Well, she oh had the gosh. baby the week of the conference, which was so sweet. Like, so she knew, you know, I'm having a baby. I can't be there. Yeah. All the babies, this conference. <laughs> but I actually liked that you MC. I know it's hard for you, but I also <laughs> like that it's you MCing because it felt more like not, not that this is your conference, but it was able, I was able to like regularly see you and be reminded that you are leading us here and you are like, and I loved your final keynote session for anyone who wasn't there. Kat is, I mean, hopefully you realize from this podcast, like Kat is the planner girl, but she's all, you're also like the dreamer girl. Like you love, isn't dreaming or something like that, like high up on your strings list. <laughs> Futuristic. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's dreaming is what I call it, <laughs> but you're really good at helping people see future visions and make them into reality. And so your final keynote was about like what type of dreamer personality you are as well as like really practical next steps to take in order to take all the information that they learned there at the conference and move forward. And I felt like it was as hard as it was for you to MC. It was like, it made that final keynote even stronger, if that makes sense, because I kept getting to see you on the stage, introduce the next person, the next strategy, the next tactic. And at the end, you helped lead me to how do I take this forward from creative at heart? So I, I thought it was pretty cool. That's really encouraging. Well, something that I have told, so sometimes I'll have people inquire with me who want to, you know, host a conference. And so we'll do like a coaching session or something like that. And something that I like frequently tell them is I think that they need to be somewhat of the face and no, mm -hmm. the conference doesn't need to have their name by it. You know, creative at heart doesn't, it's not the catch Moyer conference. It's called creative at heart for a reason. Um, but I do think it's important for there to be a leader that is leading them through sessions and through content. So that's super interesting that emceeing really helped with that structure and that like messaging for you. Yeah, it did. Kat, tell us what some of your favorite content from the conference was. I, oh my gosh. Okay. I know this sounds biased, but like every single keynote was a mic drop. Like every single keynote was so good. I yeah. was floored. I also was really 
proud and happy that it all built off of each other. That's something mm-hmm. like I stress a lot. Like I, I literally get anxious over our keynote speakers and the order of the keynote sessions. And I care a lot about walking attendees through a process and whatever that process, you know, is going to be. I'm not, I don't know until I start sourcing educators and really determining like what is the big message from the stage. So like our keynotes, yes, they will share practical content, but they get to the heart of the matter. So it's much more heartfelt motivational from the stage. And then the super nitty gritty practicals in our breakout sessions. So with our keynotes, I really want to build from the opening keynote all the way to the closing keynote. Like, what are we walking through? What is the heart? And I was just really floored that I felt like they did that. They really built Mm -hmm. off of one another and they pulled things from previous sessions to like filter into theirs. K's will forever like resonate, like the crock pot. We all talked about the crock pot all three days of the conference. We kept coming back to that. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I was so thrilled with the keynotes. Yeah, I loved Kay. Kay Hillman is her last name, right? Yeah, we'll link Kay, her. We'll link her. With yes, it. link her for sure. Go follow her. Kay is so great. She was in my panel, but in her keynote, she talked about this crockpot concept, meaning that, you know, we we tend to see trends and and tactics pop up, and we feel this pressure that we need to like hop on and immediately adapt these trends and be successful at them. And we want to go viral or, you know, whatever the tactic or strategy may be. And she really encouraged us to do this crock pot strategy in our business, where you pick one strategy to focus on or add to your business. And you focus on that one thing for a long time. And she even like went to the, to the like stretch of like at least six months or a year before you try to add another strategy in. And I feel like that one, like you said, that one like concept of the crock pot and letting like strategies simmer so that you can actually grow and make roots in your business was so popular. I know it got brought up multiple times in my panel group where people just, it like allowed people the freedom to like think, okay, I'm going to learn so much information, which you do at a conference, like the information is insane and your brain like almost explodes. But that was like the perfect permission slip to say, okay, I'm going to have all of this stuff in the back of my mind, but I'm going to pick one thing to walk away from creative at heart to really focus on cultivating in my business. Yeah. And I mean, that's just really great advice for any education in our business. Like let's let things simmer before jumping into something new and then just feeling overwhelmed by the longer list versus, okay, wait, let's take that step back. So yeah, yeah, I loved that advice. I also was really appreciative. So we had a keynote educator that unfortunately couldn't be there. So we did an impromptu marketing panel. Um, Megan was on panel, Natasha, Tyler, again, we'll link these people. And that, I felt like that was so great. And also from, from a host perspective behind the scenes, I was nervous, like, oh gosh, I find out physically at the conference, like up or down a keynote, what am I going to do? Like, I need to, I need to fill 45 minutes on the main stage. What can I do here? And it was really encouraging to be able to like strategize a little bit on what could we fill in that time with, and then have educators willing to say, yeah, I'll sit up there for 45 minutes and talk about marketing and let's bounce ideas back and forth and have open, you know, Q and a with both virtual attendees and in-person attendees. So 
that was like a proud host moment for me. And just, it, it gave me like the feel goods that we had, you know, you guys willing to sit up there and have that impromptu time. Yeah. I loved the panel. I felt like it was a great, so if you're listening and you're thinking about hosting an event, like I loved the variation of the panel versus the keynote. Now, granted, I know I was up there talking, so I didn't actually listen to it. I mean, I listened to them talking, (laughs) but just from a perspective of like, it can, you're already tired at a conference because of that information overload almost. Um, And so sometimes like the the repetition of the same thing structure over and over can almost add to that tiredness. Do you agree with that? Totally. Um, So the panel almost like shook it up in a new way. So yes, I'm sitting down listening to another keynote quote, like quote, end quote, but it was different. It felt like a conversation. And so I loved that like change up to kind of, again, like just give people almost like a refresher instead of feeling like they're sitting in on the same exact thing again. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been marinating for me of like, Hey, we should potentially have some like planned keynote panel sessions um, for future conferences. I'll be curious to hear what people think in the surveys. We're going to be sending out our like post-conference survey very soon to everyone. So that'll be in there, you know, and getting feedback on what they liked and, and what they didn't like. Yeah. What, what was one thing, Kat, that you felt like really excited and empowered by from Creative at Heart Round 10? I felt really proud that we conquered the virtual aspect of it just because that was something so new. Um, And so that was really encouraging. I also, and I know we already touched on this, but I also really loved the size Um, and it made me, y'all Enneagram three here, right? So like bigger, stronger, faster, like give me all Mm. these like big high achieving numbers. And so part of me felt a little bit like a failure. Like this is smaller, like this is smaller than what we've done before. This is our 10th round. It's supposed to be the biggest, the biggest one we've ever done. But man, like God really shook those walls for me and like what I measure my success being. Mm. And I love that it was small. And I, I, I really did get to have heartfelt conversations with attendees and educators. And I loved seeing the heartfelt conversations that it looked like, you know, from the outside, looking in, walking around, seeing those conversations taking place and seeing things on Instagram. Like it looked like that was happening all across the board. And so I was pleasantly surprised at how much I loved this small number and even even giving myself a permission slip for like future conferences, like, Hey, we can keep it small. Like we can start to do that. And again, not small as in like five people, there is a time and a place for those really wonderful, like small intimate events, but small for creative at heart standard. Um, and it can still be business changing and life changing. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Is there anything you want to say Kat to the attendees that came to round 10? Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> it's so much. This conference was cool because Instagram, like social media has changed so much since 2019. Um, so we like, we we're getting tagged in reels and TikTok, you know, people were sharing TikTok videos and like more, like I felt like Instagram stories were like stronger around it. Um, and that was just really fun. Cause I, I mean, 
I have no time to like look at my phone the whole conference. But one of my favorite things to do for all my attendees listening, like this is literally one of my favorite things at the end of every conference to wind down at the end of the night, Matt and I lie in bed (laughs) and I look at my phone and I look at all of the tags and I see all of the stories and I get to see people's, y'all's responses to stuff. Like I love, it makes me love social media because that's what it's for is like really getting to connect and really getting to see that. And so every single post, like I love reading them. I love seeing them. It really is me. Like I am the one on the creative, <laughs> our Instagram, like liking and commenting, like doing Aww. the things. Um, and it just, it means a lot that people invest in creative at heart because it is an investment, whether it was in person or virtual. I know that it was time away from your business money, you know, hopefully well spent on your part, but it just is really humbling to get to be the host. Yeah. Well, you're amazing at it. Friends, if you joined round 10, it was so fun getting to see you in person. And I hope that if you're a virtual attendee, you'll come to maybe around 11. I don't know yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I just want to encourage you if you're listening that if you have been considering creative at heart, it is such a great conference, especially if you really value learning and growing in your business, but also getting that time to really get to the heart of the matter of your business. It's such a perfect blend of the two of those um, things. So friends, round 10 was so fun and I cannot wait for hopefully around 11, but till then we'll catch you in the next conversation. Mm -hmm.